What's up, guys? Welcome to the newest edition of Slow Pitch Wrestling. We are down here in Walsh's basement. We got Lucas. What up, Marsh? Nice got, to see you back. We got Walsh. Yes, yes. Welcome home, Walsh. Uh, uh, it is post all in. Uh, the topic that has popularized our uh, podcast for the past four or five months, whatever Shit, it was. What uh, are we going to talk about now? It's going to be tough, <laughs> but uh, what's up with you, Walsh? What's going on? Um, you know, still coming down off the all in, you know? Uh, work, same old. I don't know, not much, truthfully. Our softball team Kids is starting. school today. Fucking up commutes all over the place. True story. Oh, yeah. yeah, get stuck behind those buses, don't we? These kids are only a mile away, but uh, the other the other scrubs in town. What's, the, what's the school right here? Is this the middle school? No, that's Otisville Elementary. Okay. The locals call it Otisville University. It's so big. <laughs> I think it is because that's... Uh, <laughs> never mind. Shout out to Otisville. Shout What's going on with you, Luke? Uh, what's going on with me? Not much, Murph. I've been, uh... Well, you were busy in Chicago. I was going... Keep trying to keep track of the Facebook page here for a slow pitch. Mm-hmm. Working. And, uh, working. I'll tell you what. I almost want to take us back to the rant of the week thing. Yes. Hey, you want to go back? I, you feel one? We need a rant of the week button here. There we go. Yeah, yeah we need oh, a bell. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I think I might have something for you. Because, uh... I'm trying to keep track of... <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I found that in the car right home from Chicago. Page. The rest of the car did not like that. Uh, everybody did not like that. Oh, that must have been awesome for 12 hours of funk <laughs> flex. <laughs> yeah, funk flex, but... So keep a track of the... Uh, face, trying to keep track of the Facebook page. You go on your feed. Everybody you're friends with comes up on their post, right? What they what they did for the day. Right? So today, of course, you get 9,000 pitches. First day of school. First day of third grade. Yeah. It's my 9,000th day of going to work in the city. I want to kill myself. But uh, we got that whole Kaepernick issue going on. Even you know, we don't talk politics here for good reason. Yeah, but lot, on lot my of good feed, memes out of them. Lot yeah, a lot of good memes. A lot of good memes. I put up a good one. Some great ones <laughs> with Mike Tyson. Did you see that? Oh, one? Yeah. That one? The Chris yeah. Benoit one. It's terrific. That sacrifice stuff. <laughs> did, did you see the Chris Benoit? Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, that was bringing heat. Yeah, woo! Nick no, believes. So a uh, a lot of guys that are on our friends page, their pages. Of them, they're a wrestler. You're a local wrestler, whether local here or local in Atlanta, local down south, some Florida. You're a local wrestler, and that's your page. It's easy to have another Facebook page. It's like your per- like your real, you know, not your job like your or self. Yeah. yeah, make another page. Cause when I'm looking through the slow pitch stuff, and you're a wrestler, you're looking to get booked out, and you're putting all kind of crazy political shit on there. If I was a booker, I'd be like, this guy's crazy. And just, yeah, in fact, right, I, I got rid of uh, about three or four friends on, <laughs> on our slow pitch page. I mean, they were really off-the-wall stuff. I didn't necessarily agree or disagree with it, but I was like, I don't want to keep seeing this on my, on my thing. No, I, I definitely understand that. So that's it. I mean, if you, if you have a Facebook page as your job position, make another one. It's not that hard. Yeah. I think I have three on my phone with the slow pitch, <laughs> my own. The softball league, uh, the old Goshen yeah, softball I, I league. I have that one, too. Yeah, you still got that one. You were the other admin on that. Make another page, dude. Don't be in there in your singlet talking to me about Kaepernick. I don't care. I don't want to. <laughs> nobody you, cares what I think. I don't care what you think. Are you guys the ones inviting me to Frozen Ropes tournaments? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's good stuff, though. Oh, Obviously. 
That's all I got. I see you all repping the Academy shirt. Oh, tonight. Academy Transmissions. Tonight, opening, opening night. Season opening tonight. I couldn't make softball. it. I have a podcast, and then I got a Little League meeting I got to get to. Unfortunately, uh, there's three retired, two and a half retired players at this table, though. Oh, yes. I'm out. I mean, if I, Billy needs me, Billy, Coach knows that. I Sunday morning, but uh, that's fast stuff. Coach knows if he needs me, he's got Well, me. Billy really retired me last year. But this year, I'm retired. Walsh retired in the fourth <laughs> inning of the second game. Going out of my own terms. <laughs> yeah, this year, I smoked him. But I get told. So, Murph, here's the part where we get to hear how great your weekend was. Oh, hey, Murph, what's up with you? No, no, wait, I got one for you. I'm going to lead in with this. I, everybody that was there said they spent a lot of money buying stuff. Did you buy some stuff? Um... Uh, Outside of like food and drinks, like wrestling related, yeah, merch. I bought one shirt for twenty dollars. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I ain't made no money. The, the firing squad. Yeah. Nice. Let me say, walking around Starcast, you came back with a lot of stuff, but not a tan, dude. Was everything <laughs> indoors? <laughs> yeah. The whitest guy to come out of it. <laughs> I don't know if you think Chicago is south, but it's, <laughs> there's no dude, the sun there. Was, was it like ninety degrees the there? Yeah. It was hot. Yeah, but it was also. The, it was raining like most of the week. Like it was on and off. I had, that's another thing. I heard it got pretty flooded Monday, so a lot of people got stuck there yeah. and trying to get flights out. Finally, the one good thing you brought your skateboard is, I, is finally appearing. Is that uh, I didn't get stuck in Chicago. See, we true. We got into Chicago at five forty-five a.m. Saturday morning. Where'd you go? To the hotel. So we got in a hotel Friday night and Saturday night, knowing that we were because we weren't sure if we were going to leave Gilly Friday morning. Didn't arrive all day. Your work was gonna be after work. Oh, so did you go to bed or no? Uh, no. Uh, Nina did not let us go to sleep. Slave <laughs> uh, driving <laughs> Nina. Nina. Did um, she work under that the day? bus? Under the bus. Did she work that day? Well, uh, did she sleep all day, prep for the ride, and then not let you go to sleep? No, she works. Uh, she works from home, but she works. Oh. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. But no, no, no. That's listen. Nina. I'm very jealous of people <laughs> that work from home. I love it. But I'm saying is, she was in the AC chilling all day, and it was like nobody sleeps. So uh, we got there and we uh, showered up and walked over to Starcast. So we were in the hotel next to the hotel that had the whole convention. Oh, that's awesome! So, yeah. I'm gonna call a 20 second timeout on that. T. Shout out to Nina and Sean. Yes. Shout out to Nina and Sean. I almost stopped my car the other day, saw him outside. I was gonna be like, "Hey, what's up? You know me?" Really? And jump in their pool because it was so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was melting. Hey, it's me and Lucas in the back. I was melting. I was melting. I was gonna, I was gonna walk, walk right by him and can opener right into the pool. Dead. Back in. So you walk into the hotel and it's uh, just lined with tables with, you know, almost like people selling merchants. Autograph and picture combo, 40 bucks for basically everyone. Like, yeah. Just 40 bucks Someone ahead? could have spent so... People um, people definitely did spend so much money on pictures and oh, yeah. autograph stuff. I couldn't fucking believe it. Where did they come up with 40 ahead, Who did you though? see? Who was in the hotel? Uh, so Ellsworth was there. Ellsworth um, was not charging $40 for No, probably not. I didn't look probably at this. Probably more. He was give me forty dollars. I'll take a picture. Yeah. Um, he was backstage at SmackDown. To Tennille was there taking uh, photos. Um, okay, or, okay. Byron Fi- Fi- Squad was there. Uh, that's a forty dollars. That's a forty dollars uh, picture. Tamatanga, Tamaloa, and Haku. Worth the forty. That's yeah. a forty dollars picture. Uh, that's a, but there? that's a three piece. Oh, that's yeah, a that's not that actually bad. Well, t- I ain't give it. If you got the firing squad at the table next to James Ellsworth. And I got $40. Where's it going? Ellsworth's going to be hungry. Ellsworth sign's about to say five. <laughs> um, Hawk was walking around uh, promoting his podcast. Uh, he did make a... Hawk? Animal? Uh, Hawk's definitely dead. Animal. Yeah, yeah animal. animal. <laughs> and, uh, John, John Lauren. He said, 
Hawk was walking around? <laughs> walking to Memphis. Also, while well, uh, <laughs> made an appearance uh, uh, at All In. I don't know if that was on TV or not, though. Laurinaitis? Yeah. No, not on TV. So, they I'll, didn't I'll, tell I'll about his, uh, John Mayer, though. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny he, was part, he was part of a bachelor party with a dude from Barstool. Really? Yeah. Johnny Laryngitis? Was that All In? No. What did you say? Not John Laryngitis. I'm sorry. Um, uh, he's a Laryngitis. Joe Laryngitis. Oh. Animal. Oh, I thought you said Johnny Laryngitis. No, I did. Like, I, yeah, that would have been no. weird if they put him on um, TV. We were at the bar. So it was like 10 a.m. and we were at the, the hotel bar. And Carrie Silken was at, on the, across the bar hanging out. Nice. Um, ran into Noel and the Clown. And Frank the Clown. He wrestled um, the other night. Yeah, Sunday. Nina and Sean went to that show. Did they? Yeah, he, he wrestled David Arquette. Yes. Yeah. His gear is terrible. Um, that, kid, that kid is filthy rich, and his ring gear was awful. Tessa, Tessa was doing a signing there Sunday morning. Uh, Buff Bagwell looks uh, very deflated. Similar to Lex Luger. Who, Lex Luger was also what there. What about Judy Bagwell? Was she there? Uh, she was not. Not on not, a pole? Nothing? The, the mom? Yeah. Yeah. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match? <laughs> I vaguely... Vince yeah. Russo style. Um, <laughs> Don Castle was there. I mean, he announced he was at StarCast. Um, Jeff Cobb is a, a young Ring of Honor guy. Yeah. Um, so podcast Ro- Podcast Row seemed really fucking sick. Although the problem is, I mean, our podcast, you can hear your kids running around. Their table's lined up where basically the next podcast where we're here is right there. And the third one is right next to that. Probably. Walsh would have got escorted out of that oh, place. W- when you saw laughing, then, you would have been on everybody's podcast. But then with the crowd <laughs> going by, I'm like, they must have some really nice microphones to not oh, pick yeah. up all this fucking oh, music, all, all the noise. But uh, it was pretty crazy. Um, went to Flip's All Out Party, which was another money grab for a meet and greet. Nice. Uh, he, he did just 20 bucks and you got a shirt that has Flip's face on it. It says Flip's All Out Party. Oh, you got a shirt? Yeah. Was, nice. So paying to get in got you a shirt. So basically That's you paid. You Earl Cole's watching. What up, Shout Earl Cole? Cole? Earl Cole, baby. Walking, uh, talking dictionary. But uh, so that had meet and greets with Marty, Hangman, Flip, and Okada. Uh, they had like beer and, and burgers and stuff there. Greg Cecina watching. What up, Greg? Shout out, Greg. Last oh, name don't matter. Oh, no. Oh, I'll say it again. The name matters this week. No, no you got me last got week. got it right first try. Go ahead. But, uh, Sorry, Big Murph. friend. Murph, this is going to keep going on when people jump on. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> For someone who doesn't want to go Facebook Live, he's really. He's <laughs> the moderator. <laughs> well, i got to say what's up, baby. We got like five people watching. Yeah, I guess uh, hello. Casey Kasem over here, and we got him on the line. <laughs> hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, that's sick. I would have got a cheeseburger hung out with Flipsky. Yeah, he was in a suit doing flips off the stage. They showed him. Was, was that where he was doing the break dancing? There was a clip yeah, you showed yeah, him yeah, him yeah. break dancing. I saw that, yeah. Okay. With his band bomb? That was, that was terrible. Up, they put up a, a huge tent, and it was outside because it was pouring, or it had been pouring out. So uh, everyone's under this tent, and then it's South Rainy, and it's the hottest place in the fucking world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh show was awesome. I mean, we're definitely going to get into it, obviously, but uh it was a real great time. One thing that I can tell you, there was, so it was four of us that were in there. I think the show was so good. I was the only one who got up once to take a piss. We, I Not even to get more beers, not to get food. I pissed in the cup right there. It, it was one of those. And you know what I did go? So did that I knew it was I did the, that a million times. at the end of Hangman Janela. Because I, I figured, Joey Ryan, if he's going to come out, he's going to come out during the match. So I, I run up from the seats. Where, so we were, you missed Joey Ryan. No, no, no. So the lights went off, and I was heading to the bathroom. I turned around and ran back <laughs> just in time to see the penises come out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost my mind. The dick druids. They are dick druids. It was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it's crazy because outside of, I mean, a couple of these matches, like MJF and Matt Cross, you know, it had no real work up to, but 
half these guys weren't in the ring together at all, and there was so much in these matches that people were invested in. Yes. That crowd, I mean, I haven't, I don't go to that many wrestling shows. This crowd was fucking crazy. It's the power of being the elite. The, the crowd seemed nuts. It's it was power of being the elite. out of control. The storylines were driven through a YouTube show. It was almost kind of bad, though, because every time someone got on the top rope, everyone in front of me stood up, and I was like, all right, I guess I gotta fucking stand up again. Did you see the video from the crowd when Cody won? The video from the crowd when Cody won is unbelievable. The whole place jumps in the air. Oh, it was fucking absurd. It was crazy. So many fucking pops in the night. Uh, SCU, when they opened the show, came out. Fucking incredible how SCU chants all over the place. Yeah. Okada got a huge fucking pop. I'm sure. Cody come now got a huge pop. The entrance of the year. Which uh, one? Cody. That I mean, was pretty cool. I yeah, know we'll uh, talk about it. With, with his crew coming down. But yeah, sick. That, the way they, they made that NWA... Seem, seem like such a big fight, almost like yeah. a boxing match. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. MMA or boxing. DDP. Oh, yeah. Diamond How? So he did Diamond Cutter. Everyone in the crowd is bang. Like they wanted to <laughs> the yeah, do it. They would do it. Do it. He, so he ended up doing it when they were leaving back, like to go back into the back room. Mm-hmm. He's at the top of the the ramp, and he was he was what constantly. after Cody won? Yeah, yeah. Because they got kicked out after he. he yeah. The with the, uh... So uh, I think we're gonna have some phone calls today. We're getting into the scorecard here uh, that we had filled out. We'll hit our last, cards first, and then we'll get some call-ins. So, uh, you know, I'm not one to toot my own horn. Let's just destroy me right now. Wait, no, hold on a second. <clears throat> Twenty-second timeout. Oh, we're calling we twenty. We got a T. We got a T. Is this the third show in a row that he says I'm not one to toot my own horn? I think and he talks about it. Second in a row. Second I don't know. Are you sure? He's not gonna toot his own horn. Wasn't about the tickets. He's gonna hit his pit bull fucking wagon. I'm sorry. Uh, to who, do a pit bull who song. Who That was me. <laughs> you just gotta scream your name, your area code, and have one of these horns. <laughs> Why did I pick Steve Amell? I'm Lucas from the A45. <laughs> Why did I pick Steve Amell? I um, it's hide. I, I wasn't too pumped about the Amell match. I don't know about you guys. It was all right. I don't know what I expected out of an actor. He did good for an actor. He, yeah, good for an actor, but you could definitely tell timing was off there. The biggest thing that for me in that match, um, since we're jumping right in, um, did you see when he Amell put Daniels on the table and he rolled off and then he put himself back on? The crowd yeah. shit all over for that. Christopher Daniels put himself on the table, I think, solely to make to get Amell to like to go draw through. him in. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, he did. But I mean, not for nothing. Amel, I mean, he took that bump. He did a coast to coast. That was cool. I mean, he was de- he was definitely all in, like for yeah. no pun intended. But he was all into this match. I like the way it started when um, Daniels kind of slapped him up a little bit and then started dancing. Well, that was hilarious. He had walked out and then danced. Yeah. That was funny as hell. Uh, so that was one where we had split. Uh, Lucas and I, had, no, Walter and I both had Christopher I Daniels. I picked Christopher Daniels. I had Amel. Amel. That was, so that that was, was one terrible. That was, we had different on. Uh, a lot of these we did have the same. So. We won't go again to too much of these until uh, a little later. Uh, Hangman Page and uh, Joey Janela, we did have some differences in. Uh, I picked uh, my main man, Joey Janela, um, and I ate it on that one. And, <laughs> but, but again, you know what, actually, I would say, uh, before we get to the great, ending. Great match. Uh, I think the star of that match, though, was Penelope Ford. Unbelievable move, right? Uh, the, the double backflip there, and then he came back for the other way, and uh, yeah. she did the back bridge. Went off the top rope. Um, went, and then she um, she got him out of the ring, went off the top, she put him through the table. Um, and then uh, he ended up super kicking her in the face. The yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Awesome. Great. Did you see um, uh, Liv Morgan did the same move? 
What, uh, on SmackDown. Yeah, I did see that. The, yeah, the, the uh, bridge. The bridge. Yeah. To avoid something. Yeah. My, my wife was dying. Your wife's watching right now. Is she? Watch what you say. Sam, what's up, girl? <laughs> um, Be home for dinner. Yeah. Yeah, make something. I'm starving. Um, when, just the way Joey Janela walks. You, you notice he, like, puff, puffs his chest out and, like, throws his, he, like, walks like this, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. a woman. She was dying. Every time he gets, like, three steps alone, like, he th- he just throws it out there. He's hilarious. And he just keeps doing this with his hand, nonstop. Yeah. Joey when Janela he was setting was up the by the stage, he just kept doing this. I was so impressed with everything he did. Um, Cracker Barrel. Barrel the Cracker Barrel was, was hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> um, the, the props of the garbage bags. Um, oh. Busting out the telephone and the boot was great. It You know, I hate to say, like, they pander to the crowd, but... It's so crazy how this YouTube series can put so much into a pay-per-view and have like those details like that yeah. come back out. And it wasn't even between Janela and uh, Hangman, yeah, those ex- props, but they used it. And um, then, um, well, oh, the, the phone was what he said he killed, he killed Joey Ryan, Ryan with the yeah, phone. Oh, yeah. So if you didn't know, you know if you never watched it, yeah, it, it well, sense, I don't watch it that much, but so I still knew what that was. Um, they did the back-to-back uh, suicide dives. Um, Joey Janela is way more impressive than Hangman's. He yeah. threw, he really threw his body out there. Well, Hangman's not trying to get hurt. Joey oh. Janela don't give a Joey, fuck. Oh, well, yeah, he's, I, I, he's, I, he's, he's, he's that might be for a pay, a pay raise. Yeah, yeah. Hangman's trying. What's to... his name? Uh, they, the power bomb off the stage was insane. The the rite of passage <laughs> that re- reverse power bomb, uh, reverse pile driver off the ladder through the table. Holy shit! That was. Don't go too deep into that match because we got we got the phone calls coming. Um, I don't want to. We just got to breeze over them. But the, he also tried some half-assed burning hammer onto the ladder, and we just yeah. pretty much just smashed his head into the damn thing. The ladder didn't even move. The ladder didn't move, but he didn't like he didn't flip him at all. He just kind of like, all right, here you go, bang. All right, and then um, do one more than we'll cut the thing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, another man that we had differences on. Lucas and I both had Okada going over. Uh, I had Marty. I was with the villain. I thought this was going to be a surprise. Great match, though. A bunch of times yeah. I thought Marty was going to take it. I mean, that really. I wouldn't have been upset. I, I love the, love Marty. Uh, I loved when he set him up with, for the uh, the Rainmaker and he grabbed yeah. the fingers. Yes. Yeah. That was great. He was doing the 205. <laughs> that, when he was doing the 205, he grabbed the fingers. That was amazing. Uh, a lot of con- conspiracy with that one, though. Everyone's saying, you know, it went over 12 minutes, yeah. uh, which caused the main event. How the hell did he go that far over? Marty's come out and said that he only went a minute over. So, some obviously, someone's lying. I don't think Marty can come out and say that if his best friends put the show on and gave the time slots, but he was also not in the ring at the end when they called strange. everybody down. Yeah, well, so that's his name was. So uh, uh, I was to read a, a quick quote here. So this is off Wrestling Inc. Uh, he said, "Before I went out, Nick Jackson said to me and Okada, guys, whatever you do, don't cut anything." Scroll stated, "Just do whatever you do. Even if we go dark tonight, it's fine. Just do what you got to do." So and I, you know, if they ha- if it had been a 15 minute match, I don't think it would have been the story wouldn't have been as good. Right. You know, that was the perfect time to build Marty up as, you know, right. this, he can possibly win this, and, you know, he's going forward. You know, he finally gets the uh, suplex. And, you know, he, he power bombs Okada, and him a chicken wing twice. You know, both times... Couldn't get the arms locked. That yeah. second chicken wing, when he had been, like, back body dropped, and he was still around Okada, and he got back up, that place went fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. they, they thought, you know... That was it? That was it. I thought Marty was going to take the match. I I was disappointed to say the least. But you know, Marty, they that made, match made Marty look real good. All right, guys, we got our uh, big friend of the show, Manny from uh, Ringside Mafia, here on the line. What's going on, Manny? What's what's going on, guys? How's everything? 
All right, man. So uh, you're here with uh, Murph, Lucas, and Walsh. Big big show this this past weekend. All in. Uh, Cody Rhodes and the Bucks. Eleven thousand uh, seats. What uh, what was your favorite part of the show? Uh, to be honest, my favorite part was uh, Road Warrior uh, Animal coming out on the on the bike. All right. Um, mainly because I grew up uh, a Road Warriors fan, and I guess if you look at the bike really, really well, you see Hawk's uh, helmet right right on his lap. Oh, wow! It's like a tribute for him to come out, knowing that his brother is no longer with him, but he's still in his heart, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's an awesome spot. I so we were, I was behind. Uh, he kind of came out, and I was basically looking at his back, so I, I didn't see that. That's actually really cool. I didn't even see that. So uh, about it. so a, a little backstory. So before I think it went on air, the three of them came out and was like, "Who's ready for all in? You know, why don't we spend the budget right now? Let's do pyro." And they count to three, and nothing happened. So they try again, <laughs> and like little spa- little sparklers and shit go up, and they're like, "You know, every show needs a a legend to come out, and uh, and." You know, start start the show. So he comes out on his bike, and it, it was it's a pretty cool moment. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I thought that was that was amazing. Like it was like you're watching the show and you're waiting for the pyros to go off, and <laughs> you know the bucks are just playing it off like it's a technical malfunction within the the whole thing. And Cody's going nuts. He's telling the crowd like, "Do you guys really want it?" And the bucks are just egging them on to get the pyros started. Yeah. Man, I gotta ask you how did you how did you see that? Did you see it online? Uh, I saw it online. Yeah, I actually oh. um, I purchased it through uh, Ring, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, the Honor Club. Okay. And the feed was actually great. Like I, I've seen a lot of shows through the Honor Club, and nothing was as perfect as all in. Yeah. I guess they wow. went all out because the feed never cut in, and never cut out, and you saw everything just perfect. That's awesome. I, I I do know they spent a lot of money on production, and a lot of people were saying I haven't fully seen the stream yet, uh, but a lot of people were saying the, the the production was pretty good on it. I didn't see the I I saw most of the stream. I didn't see that part. I gotta I gotta no, find it. It was big, that's how yeah that's how it basically started. So I don't know. It wasn't on TV, and it must have been, it must have been on Honor Club stream. I guess just on Honor Club probably. Yeah, because I didn't even get to see that. Man. Because uh, I, I know the stream, they were running it through. Uh, one-hour delay on uh, New Japan World on the app. You were able to see it right. one hour after the show was uh, ending. Then Honor Club, and you will also see it on uh, Fit TV on the app. Okay. So they were streaming it through uh, three major uh, three major sources. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. What was your favorite match or favorite spot? What did you think? Uh, my favorite... Match, to be honest, was the Battle Royal, uh, mainly because it was a lot of individuals that I thought haven't got much popularity, and I think they're some of the best on the indies. You know, I'm, I'm bringing Side Mafia, what I try to do the most is introduce everybody to the indie town, because as a kid, the indies was everything. You know, I'm a, I'm a born and raised New Jersey kid, and everyone knows that New Jersey has the best wrestling schools. You, know, you have the, the, the Monster House, uh, the Monster Factory, the, the Danny Cage. You have the WCW Power Plant. You have Chicala. You have Evolve. Um, you have, like, Ring of, uh, Ring of Honor's Dojo. So there's many, many, many schools here in New Jersey. Um, one, uh, one sh- 
show I watch a lot on YouTube is uh, the Chris Van Vleck show. Um, he had um, Gotch from um, uh, the Bald Villains not yeah. too long ago. Yeah. And Simon Gotch actually went off on Enzo because Enzo's from New Jersey as well. He's from Hackensack. Yeah. I've actually oh, met him quite a few times. And for a guy who's from New Jersey that can't wrestle, has so many schools around him. <laughs> Manny, how do you say your last name? Uh, Florentino. Florentino. For anybody listening that don't know, Manny is uh, under Manny Florentino on the uh, ring. Was it ring, ringside, ringside Mafia? I always get a couple of them confused. What's the ring? Your content, is, you definitely put a lot of content out there that uh, that most of us didn't know anything about. You know, but is uh, we're pretty new with the podcast stuff, and we've been finding a lot of guys like yourself and. Uh, Sean out of Kansas City that are just loading us up with content. Yeah. It's, it's terrific. We appreciate it. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, you know, you and Kansas City are, are really, I think, ho- hopefully for Ringside Mafia at least, can uh, get some guys looking at other promotions outside of WWE and, you know, the other wrestling that is out there. Yeah, that stuff you did about the uh, everybody that was going to be on this all-in show was terrific. I, I was actually just flipping through some of it, checking out heights and weights, and I was actually kind of shocked on a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I, I'm the same I, size as that guy. I really, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I put a lot of effort in, uh, into it. Um, Dean actually had an idea on Thursday. You know, he got everybody in the group together, and he sent a chat out to everybody. And he was like, man, what do you think you can do for me tomorrow? I said, well, I can do what I do the best. You know, I can show you what I have upstairs and what I have in my heart. And as far as looking at the... Showcased herself well in that battle royal. Get rid of Cage. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and I think Brian Cage really showed a lot of people. Uh, you know, he's a he's a big fucking dude, and he's not just a muscle yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. He actually has got a uh, he's got uh, he's got a little bit of a skill set. Skill, yeah. Uh-huh. Northeast Wrestling. He's uh, he's uh, he's repping that where Flip Gordon came is coming from. 
And Cody, Cody held the belt for yeah. almost a year, right? Sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, man, I want to ask you a question. Where, now that Cody's got the NWA belt, uh, how do you see, in like a quick month, two month, three month kind of span, how do you see that belt working out? Like, what do they, what do you uh, think Billy's doing with the promotion? I think what uh, Billy Corgan's gonna do is, um, as far as I've seen the belt, I've only seen the NWA belt in two different promotions. As far as uh, Billy having the company, and that's on um, Championship Wrestling Hollywood, and I've seen the NWA belt uh, also show up on Impact. Right now, with Cody being Ring of Honor and New Japan, I can actually see Cody. Bringing the New Japan, uh, bringing the NWA belt with him to uh, New Japan Destruction, where he's going to take on. Uh, Is that the, that's the show on the 30th, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now with Cody with the belt, now uh, Corgan always said that that uh, Nick Aldis is the NWA guy. That he was the guy that he wanted to push the belt for. Now you're going to put the belt on one of the biggest platforms in the world. Yeah. So now, not only do you have Kenny Omega as the champion, now you have Cody as the champion. So now if Cody becomes a dual champion, something that Omega hasn't done, now what are you going to have between Cody and Omega? Because now Cody can say, well, I'm, I, uh, you, uh, I'm the NWA champion, but I'm also the United States champion as well. Yeah, I definitely see there still being a Kenny-Cody uh, feud and rivalry. I think that's just kind of put on hold for right now, and I definitely can see that. Uh, this could bring the, rival- this yeah. bring the rivalry back. All right, Manny, listen, we're gonna, uh, I'm going to hit you with three questions real quick that we get to. Uh, you might have heard it before. Three strikes. Three strikes. Everybody that calls in and all the friends of the show get to do it. Uh, I need your all-time favorite wrestler. Uh your favorite current wrestler. Favorite current wrestler current and then your favorite promotion. What do you got? Uh, all time, always is going to be a Randy Macho Man. Ooh, uh, good choice. The flair for the dramatic, like he always had the, the attire, but the attire wasn't his persona. It was the way he sold the story in his matches. Like the, that, that drama that he brought into every match. You know, he, he, he sold the hell out of the match yeah. by not doing anything. I thought Jay Lethal did a great job this weekend doing him. Yeah. I thought that was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I was actually tearing up when I saw him come out with, uh, with Lonnie uh, Poffo because I'm like, wait a minute, is that really Lonnie Poffo? And I'm like, it, it just it doesn't get any sweeter than this. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool spot. All right, who's your favorite guy right now? My uh, favorite guy right now, uh, I'm not sure if you heard of him. His name is Arthur Tagli from uh, West Pro Wrestling. Say again? He's like a cruiserweight. Um, he's very flashy. Um, he's a guy that New Japan for wrestling is actually looking to push him next year in uh, in the Super J's tournament. So they're giving him a lot of competition against guys like Kushida and um, El Desperado. But he's definitely my favorite guy. Right oh, hey. and favorite promotion promotion right now? What are you watching the most of? Uh, Evolve. Evolve Pro Wrestling is my favorite. Evolve. Cool. Um, I think it all does a very unique way of, of telling a story. Um, it, it doesn't have the same promotional value as every other company. Like, it doesn't have the big lights and the glamour. But the way they tell stories, like, feuds and stuff, like, this, just the past two years, they 
did the feud was the catch with that, which originally was by True Gulak and um, Tracy Williams. So when Gulak left to the WWE, he took over TJP with him. So now the, the group was in shambles. You know, Tracy Williams was by, by himself with Fred Lehigh, and Fred Lehigh left. So Tracy stood behind with the group and trying to recruit new guys. So now the manager of uh, Matt Riddle, who was uh, Stokely Hathaway, did this whole sham and took the group away from him and bring, brought in uh, Chris Dickinson and Jocka. And then he got himself a bodyguard who's uh, Dominic Green. So now the whole story with them was just amazing for the last two years, and I'm actually happy Stokely's found a gun because if Matt Riddle is coming to NXT, it's definitely with, with Stokely Hathaway. He's coming as, as a heel. Yeah, Riddle, Riddle coming to NXT is is definitely a big news kind of all around for he's any promotions. He's doing his final indie match uh, this weekend, right? I saw something yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's funny is in uh, his last Evolve match, he um, he took on uh, Darby Allin, who's a very agile guy. His work is just phenomenal. He has one of the craziest signature moves, which is called the Coffin Drop. But she basically jumps on the top rope and slams his back on the apron with anybody. Sometimes he hits it, sometimes he doesn't. He's a maniac. And Riddle actually went heel in that match saying goodbye to a Yeah, 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 I hear you. All right, Manny, listen, we appreciate you calling in. Man, check everybody check out Manny Florentine on Ringside Mafia, full of content, full of indie information. Manny, we appreciate you calling in. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I'm very, I'm very happy to, to be able to talk to you guys. And um, hopefully, I'm going to try and get out to that uh, the show in uh, where is that? In Hooters, Wayne, New Wayne, Jersey. Wayne, New Jersey. Earl Cole said Wayne, New Jersey. I'm going to try and get out there. I don't know if you're going to be out there. You hopefully, gotta get the wings samurai breaded. Samurai breaded wings from the mouth of walls. Manny, we're going to get you on the phone right, again one day, buddy. All right? Definitely. It was a pleasure talking with you guys. Thanks, well, man. Have a safe night. You too, right, man. Thanks, take, take it easy, easy, buddy. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Take it easy. Alright, guys, we want to thank uh, Manny from Ringside Mafia for calling in today. Uh, some some big big uh, big stuff on the indies. He's he's very knowledgeable. Yeah, Manny can, yeah, Manny's got a lot of indie stuff going on. Holy smokes. But um, we're gonna go to our buddy uh, Sean out in Kansas City now, who's on the line to talk uh, talk who, a little more all in. Who is the Host of you say it because I uh, always fuck it up. Uh, well, so he runs Los Ingobernables de Kansas Los City, uh, and then he had his podcast on SoundCloud is Los Conversaciones de Ingobernables. There he yes. goes. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's a little tough. Little tough. <laughs> Sean, good. What's up, Sean? How you been? How was the trip? Oh man, the trip was incredible. Like it was so good. Uh, I feel like. Um, I just talked about it to Diego on my podcast. And we haven't put it out yet, but um, I just had such an amazing time in Chicago. It was so much fun. The so, show was just unbelievable live. Um, I don't go to that many wrestling shows. Uh, obviously, a lot. Of, I don't know how many units I go to, but that crowd to me felt like what an NXT crowd would be. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was. I was telling my wife that is like I've been to um, 
I've been to a lot of shows. I mean, I go to WWE anytime they're in Kansas City, and you know, I've been to a lot of Raws, a lot of SmackDowns. I went to a Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Um, but like that was just consistently one of the hottest crowds I've ever been a part of. It was just, oh my God, it was crazy. I was standing in the merchandise line. Uh, I got into the merchandise line at about 4.45, you, and you, so I missed. You I were missed there for a while. MCU. I said you were there for a while. I, I got in that line was already almost to the door. Yeah, it was crazy. I was in that merchandise line for 45 minutes to get t-shirts and stuff like that. But uh, um, but just I like listening to the crowd, just how hot they were. It was just it was something. It was really incredible. Yeah. So um, for me, I'd have to say looking at the biggest pops, SCU to start. I thought the crowd was fucking wild. Uh, I thought Okada had a really big pop coming out. But SCU was also the first act to come yeah, out. You so, think anybody, yeah, that's a little... Yeah. The, the crowd's it, run, everybody's little, running real hot. A little cheap pop there. A little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Okada, and I definitely think when Cody came out to play some while, what were some of the, the big pops that you, you felt from the show? Uh, I, I agree with you. I thought Okada got an amazing reaction. I just, like, Cody, I just could not believe how loud that arena was for Cody. Yeah. I mean, you just, you think about where Cody was like a year and a half ago. I'll I'll tell you where he was. He was in the, (laughs) he was in the, uh, Poor Jerky Jim. Poor Jerky Jim. Putting on the best indie show (laughs) of all time (laughs) on the Northeast because we were there when he won the Northeast uh, Championship. Yeah. About (laughs) about, about 20 minutes ago, yeah. When did he leave WWE then? Um, Wow, he left Probably just about two years ago, right I guess. After that year. Yeah, right after WrestleMania okay, uh, that year, two years ago. When you think about where Cody was two years ago, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, like not that I thought the Stardust gimmick was bad, but it just was, you know, it just wasn't doing anything for him, and you know, uh, just seeing how the crowd just reacted to Cody he coming hit- out. He hit a little Stardust thing there, right in the ring there. He did a he did the Stardust thing with his hands real quick. Yeah, a little yeah, a little, a little cheap pop. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, uh, I thought Kenny uh, when the crowd was doing the little Terminator clap for Kenny. Yeah, that was that was pretty incredible too. I just couldn't believe how loud that crowd was. And for a five-hour show, you know that that crowd stayed pretty pumped the entire time. Yeah. I, I was I mentioned earlier in the show I only got up once from my seat uh, to use the bathroom not even trying to get a, a drink or anything and then even afterwards you know the, they were all out there for 15 minutes and no one had left after the show you know there was 11,000 invested fans in that arena yeah yeah that's, it was funny because I was telling I was talking to Diego about that same thing about how I had a lot of trouble using the restroom because I was didn't know when to go because I didn't want to miss anything. Yeah, there, there was no real bathroom break. I mean, unless you want to say the when uh, the Briscoes were coming up, but that was, that would have been about it. That was the beginning of the show. Though, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I ended up scooting out after um, uh, uh, after Cody, but before, um, like, so when they were doing the little uh, preview package for uh, Hangman and uh, Joey Janela, okay. that was when I kind of slid out real quick to go use the restroom and then I was, you know, pretty much glued to my seat the rest of the show, but I just couldn't believe what a great show that was and, you know, I was 
talking to Diego about this, but I really, what I really would like to see in the future, if they do another All In, is to make All In like the indie WrestleMania. Yeah. So you know you could have, you know, different little companies like AEW or PWG, you know, a bunch of like the little indies maybe build like two matches each to the show, and then so when you're watching All In, you're seeing like the best of PWG, the best of AEW, the best of you know whatever other indie promotions yeah. are out there, and I I really think that this is I, I really think that this is something that has legs, and yeah, I mean it just it made me fall in love with pro wrestling again. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of stuff online where it's you know people are saying where are they going now, they they should make it biannual, they got to start their own federation, or whatever. But I kind of see it as rivaling WrestleMania, where it's kind of the opposite of that. Uh, you have this whole star cast around it and you get everyone from indie wrestling all in one place at one time yeah what do you think Walsh Absolutely. Walsh you want to see another roll in all in two Madison Square Garden gotta uh, happen that would be amazing <laughs> I'd be there not confirmed I was really hoping that was going to be the end of the show that they were going to announce at least there was a date or a city oh, but uh they did they did such a good job teasing it too where they're like hey do you want to see this again yeah eh, we don't really have anything but uh you know if you guys want to. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what was your uh, favorite match of the night? Uh, Kenny versus Penta. Yeah, that Good was... match. That was crazy. I loved it. It was it was really hard for me because I really liked Kenny and Penta. I really enjoyed Marty Skrull and Okada, mostly just because I thought the story of the match was really good where you had Okada kind of not taking Skrull very seriously. Yeah. And, um, you know, being like a real dickhead and kind of fucking around with Squirrel, uh, Squirrel a lot. And, you know, every time Squirrel would try to do, like, pick up Okada, do, like, a scoop slam or something, he wouldn't have, like, the strength to pick up Okada. And I just thought that the story of that match was really good. Yeah, um, it, it really put, a, like, a David and Goliath kind of feel to that. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think the second time that Marty put him in the chicken wing, that place went fucking crazy thinking that he was going to tap out on that one. <laughs> yeah, when he got uh, when he got Okada into the chicken wing for the second time, I was like, "Well, you know, this isn't a New Japan show, so maybe Okada takes the pin here." I don't know. Yeah, you know, it was it was pretty it was pretty incredible. I thought that was a really great match. Um, I thought all three of the top matches, uh, basically the final five matches, Hangman uh, and Joey, uh, Kenny and Penta. Okada Skrull and the Elite versus the Luchadors. I thought yeah. four out of the top five matches were all really good. Yeah. You know, uh, in Kenny and Penta, I th- I think they were calling it a fear factor, but that, like, package pile driver that they were both doing to each other, when Penta put that on Kenny right on the apron, I honestly thought that Kenny Mega might have died in front of my eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I was up in the upper deck, so I kind of had... I- didn't really have like the most crystal clear view of of the matches um but when i watched it on new japan world i was like holy shit like it looked like kenny's head just got drilled right into the uh, yeah into the apron and uh that was my first time seeing pentagon and his kicks are nasty when he was kicking kenny in the thigh it's like this it was just sounded fucking huge Oh my god, it was un- it was crazy. I watched uh, um, 
AEW, which is uh, some promotion I've never heard of before, but has apparently been around since 2004. Okay. They had uh, Pentagon and Phoenix versus Bandito and this other luchador named Flamita, and they were streaming the show, and so I watched that show on Thursday, and, um, you know, really, I'd only seen a few Pentagon matches prior to that, but I was really excited for Pentagon, and I, yeah, I thought that match really delivered. Um, you know, yeah, I thought it was really good. Speak. When the lights went out, I was like, oh my god, here comes the fucking firing squad, that, because it, I need the fuck. Uh-huh. The firing squad was in Illinois. Like, yep. they yeah, there, I, so. I, I, I saw them at Starcast. They're forty bucks for a photo if you wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would have just said to him? Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I thought the firing squad was coming out to beat up Kenny, and then when the lights came back on, from where I was sitting, I couldn't tell that there was a difference in Pentagon. Apparently, people who were close to the ring. Uh, could tell that it was a different person because obviously the tattoos didn't line up. Yeah. Um, so I was in uh, C102, so I was in the first level, and I think we were at row 17. Uh, and from where I was sitting, you we saw the new Pentagon come out from like the uh, the side of the stands. So, I mean, not, we didn't know who it was, but we could tell that someone was coming out. And the, the way the lighting was, we saw him slide into the ring and like roll on his back. So it kind of wasn't surprising. We knew something was happening. We still don't know who it was. I mean, obviously, once the Codebreaker came out, the fucking place went wild. Yeah. Can you believe what a baller Chris Jericho is that he went to Chicago? Because, I mean, pretty much he had, he had said, like, no, I'm not going to do any, you know, shows in the United States. Oh, you know, there's a Fozzie show. In this, this is, so to put this in context, the Fozzie show that was Saturday night is about 20 minutes from my apartment okay. in Marion, Kansas. So he flew to Chicago, which is like about an hour and a half flight from Kansas City. He flew to Chicago, did his all-in thing, got on a plane, flew back to or flew to Kansas because he was in Wichita the day before, the day before for Bozzy. And he still he had the uh, he still had the Pentagon yeah. makeup on. Yeah. They, they did an interview with him yeah. on the plane. He kept the, he still had the gear on when he was flying back. Yeah, he did. He did his Fozzie show in Miriam with the Pentagon makeup on. <laughs> um, but what a what a freaking baller uh, oh, uh, Jericho is to you know yeah. fly on a private jet from Chicago to uh, Kansas City just to do a run in at a wrestling yeah. show. So uh, we were talking a little before. I kind of thought one of the breakouts, one of the biggest stars of the night, was Penelope Ford, just from some uh, the athleticism she put on in a match he was just valeting for, and I think, uh, and I even say Bandito really put on a show. Is there anyone that stuck at, stood out to you uh, at this show? Oh, Bandito, 100%. For a guy who I have only seen two matches with him in it, uh, I just, uh, I thought that they gave him a ton of offense. He, you know, he was really like the main guy from kind of Team Luchador that was in the ring. Yeah. Um, all the moves that he hit were super crisp and super good-looking, um, yeah, so I thought Bandito really, uh, really stood out to me. Um, Tessa Blanchard, even though, uh, I know that she's kind of a big deal on Impact, but I thought Tessa Blanchard looked really good. I thought all the women looked really yeah. good in, in their yeah. match. And, you know, um, they, Chelsea uh, Green, I think, really got a new, fa- uh, a lot of new fans based off of, uh, that, yeah. that show. And actually, Tessa Blanchard was, just uh, signed with Women of Wrestling, too. She was too. the hot mess girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Chelsea Green. 
Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was really impressed with her. And as someone who is not, who doesn't watch a lot of women's wrestling in general, I thought all four of those women really put on a hell of a show, and I thought that that match, weird, weird ending aside, yeah. I thought that that match was really good. So, that, that was not, I don't think that was the planned ending at that, at that yeah. time, but things were definitely a little weird with that. That ending was definitely it looked like a, a call called on the fly there just to wrap up. Um, yeah. So Sean, uh, uh, I, just, I think we got one more question. Uh, we can get you out on this one. Uh, we just had access to the last caller. So Cody's got the NWA title now. Uh, he's obviously in Ring of Honor in New Japan. Any thoughts or guesses on how you see him with the NWA title working out, or how how it gets booked, anything like that? Any thoughts? I have it all booked in my head, my friend. Oh, boy. <laughs> start the fantasy booking now. I would have thought nothing less. Go ahead, Sean. Okay. All right, so who did who did Flip Gordon wrestle earlier this year and lose to? Nick, Nick Aldis. Yep. yep. So, so in, in order to, for this fantasy booking to win, Flip would have had to win his match. So we're just going to kind of go into this realm a little bit. Uh, Flip Gordon beats Jane Lethal, who uh, Cody couldn't beat. So then you each have, you had each guy winning over a different opponent that the guy, you know, that the other guy couldn't, couldn't beat. beat. Yeah. And then you have Flip and, uh, you have Flip and Cody wrestle each other. But, I mean, I think that, it was, so that was my little fantasy booking, but obviously it doesn't work because yeah. Flip didn't win. Hey, but he got booked I for all in, that's all that matters, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that probably the next match that would make the most sense for me would be to do the rematch with all this. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the thing that's interesting to me is I, I feel like that the NWA has just been so dead for so many years. I don't even really know who wrestles under the NWA banner anymore that would be a contender. Yeah, uh, the way it seems to me is that Billy Corgan, kind of he owns NWA and he, he owns the belt. And basically, he brings his champ into other promotions to kind of show it off and and you know have their best challenger wrestle the belt. Which the only that I've seen a lot. I thought about it after the show, and I've seen a lot of it online. Is that I, and it's still somewhat fantasy booking that they people are thinking the Cody and the Bucks are gonna align with Billy and kind of try to do something with NWA. I don't know. Uh, that wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. No, it's gonna make money. I'm sure the Bucks will do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see the Bucks little comment about how they're getting fucking paid next year when contract season comes up? I saw that. Yeah. When contract season comes up, they're getting paid. Yeah. I didn't see that. It'll. Oh yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me let me see if I can find the quote. But basically, they were like, Wherever regardless they wrestle, of paid. Uh, regardless of which um, company we go with, uh, next year is the year that the young Bucks are getting paid. Oh, good for them. They deserve it. I mean, that that could that sounds like WWE though. Nah, I don't know. New Japan pays I, a lot of money. They're trying to drive up. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I I do not see, especially after what Kenny said about how they're all sticking together. I just don't see any of those guys going to the WWE. I, I really don't. Well, Penta yeah. annou- Penta announced that he him yeah. and Ray Penta and Phoenix. The- it's very strong rumors uh, that they're heading to WWE. Well, Penta said it on his he Facebook. Did. Yeah, that we uh, that he's. It's inevitable that he's bound for WWE. It wouldn't shock me if he went there because I mean, really, at the end of the day, everybody's goal, uh, or 
a lot of, I should say, a lot of pro wrestlers' goals are probably to go to the WWE. You know, yeah. the, you're going to make substantially more money than you are on the in, on the indies. The travel schedule is not going to be as strenuous because predominantly you're going to be in the United States and you're not going to be flying from, like, California to, to Japan, Japan to and then Australia. New Jersey to England back to Japan. Yeah, but they also get to kind of make their own schedule a little more. They have a little more say in their schedule. Like WWE, yeah. they're on the road like 300, was it 302 days out of the year? Yeah. But I could see also for, especially for like the young bucks, that, you know, that would provide them like, I, I mean, granted, I, I, the couple of the figures that I'm going to be really interested to see come out of that show, I'm going to be really interested to see what how much they need on merchandise sales. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be interested to see how much they, uh, how, like how many pay-per-views buy, or how many pay-per-view buys there are. Yeah. Because I know, like for my page, I pretty much put my foot down and said I am not, I do not want any discussion of piracy of this show on this page, because it is important for me for this, it's important for pro wrestling for this show to succeed. A lot of yeah. pages so did really, that. There was a lot of pages I noticed uh, Saturday night that was saying the same thing, not to put it up. And they were, if anybody did, they were taking it down right away. Yeah, I had um, I hit up my admin team, and I was like, if anybody posts any links to All In uh, for streaming, uh, you know, I want you to delete those posts ASAP. Yeah. Because I didn't. I wanted this show to succeed. Yeah. Um, um, and I think it did. I mean, 11,263 people. I yeah. Mean, Hundred ninety six thousand uh, watched on WGN, almost two hundred thousand households, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, for a random Saturday with little to no promotion, because I, I, that was one thing that I heard is that the WGN folks didn't really promote it very well. Um, but I mean, two hundred thousand people watched it. I mean, man, if even if, if all of those people ended up buying the pay per view. You know, 200,000 by pay-per-view is pretty good for, you know, a non-WWE yeah, three, three guys, show. Yeah, three guys just trying to put something together. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, I thought that the show was just fantastic, and I really enjoyed it. And, um, uh, you know, I know that there was some weird timing issues where the Bucks match got cut super short. Yeah. Um, uh, Marty said that it wasn't his fault that, him and Okada only went one minute over, not twelve minutes, like everybody had said. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you can definitely I, definitely find some spots I, everywhere that uh, you could say, "Hey, here's where they kind of messed up and went a little too long." Yeah, I kind of chalked that up to first time, you know, promoters timing out a pay per view and not really, you know, taking into account a bunch of stuff. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, I mean, I'm glad you had a great time. I, I had a fucking awesome time. I can't wait for all in two. Um, yeah, I can't wait for the G1 uh, Supercard. Yeah, if I hadn't gone, if I hadn't gone with my wife, I think I would have done a lot more of the Starcast related stuff. Um, but I had a really hard time convincing my wife. <laughs> I would have had a really hard time convincing my wife to go to all the Starcast stuff too. All right, Sean, we appreciate you calling in again. We'll We're, get we'll get you on the line again. Definitely. Uh, so something to look forward to. I know you'll have a bunch of the uh, things Road to Destruction. They're calling it the New Japan shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, so I thought that there was going to be a Road to Destruction show tonight, but apparently it's not on uh, New Japan World. But I'll have um, 
I've been doing a lot of Lucha Libre recently. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw some of that. That was really awesome. Yeah, and I have really been falling in love with CMLL. Um, if you guys get the chance to watch one of the Tuesday night Lucha Libre streams, it's it's a really fun show, and CMLL puts all their stuff on YouTube. Oh, so wow. I'm, like, literally just rehosting a YouTube video. It's great. Like, uh, I really enjoyed the CMLL. Um, AAA had their WrestleMania show, Triple Mania. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. With uh, um, Vampiro kind of going a little off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh shit. Yeah, I, I, could talk, I could talk about that for a while too, but I don't really want to uh, uh, go on that. Go down that path, but, yeah, that's, that's uh, another tangent, another show. That's going to be tough. But, uh, last, last thing, and then I promise I'll go, is <laughs> I, just am, I just am so happy with the state of independent pro wrestling right now, and it's really incredible to think that for probably a good portion of the WWE's audience, the WWE is wrestling. Like, there's nothing outside of WWE sphere, but there is so much good stuff now outside of that WWE umbrella. Um, yeah. You know, it just I feel like every promotion right now is really is really hot. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think there's ever been a time like this where so many promo- there's so much stuff to watch and so much other promotions that people who think WWE is just wrestling is it's it's almost uh, upsetting for them. They're turning into Raw every every week and thinking that like, wow, this is great pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, the last time I was on, I said, you know, they they've got the best roster they ever have, and they're doing the least with it. And uh, yeah, and I, I feel like that. But what I'm really hoping is, I'm really hoping that like the success of this show really lights a fire under the WWE because I still do like. As much as I like independent wrestling, I still like WWE. I still watch Raw every yeah. week. And yeah. No, I, I just want it to be good. I was hoping that Sean, I was hoping that too, Sean, and I was like, you know what? They're going to come in. They're going to come in all fired up because All In was killer. And they bring uh, the, uh, the Bella Twins, and the girl almost kills herself twice. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God, that yeah, was terrible. Brie looked, Brie looked a little iffy Corey, on uh, uh, Monday night. Who calls it? One of the announcers called it Ring Rust. Yeah. Ring yeah. Rust. Whew, that was tough. Yeah. All right, well, sure. gentlemen. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, yep. It's great. I love the show. Continue to listen to it as always. Thanks. Thanks. And, uh, uh, everyone check out uh, Los Ingobernables de Kansas City on Facebook and Los Conversaciones de Ingobernables on nice. SoundCloud, right? Yeah. yeah, on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. Close. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sean. Thanks All right, for Sean, calling in. Take it me. easy. We'll talk to you again, buddy. Later. I guys want to thank uh, our two callers, uh, Sean from Los Ingobernables de Kansas City, Manny from uh, our, our, our good buddies in Ringside Mafia. Manny Fresh. Uh, <laughs> definitely All In was a great show. You know, we talked about that. I think we want to kind of get our thoughts here. Uh, I think I need to start with Walsh here because the only person who loves Bullet Club more than me might be uh, Walsh. Eight o'clock, that is. Um, Walsh, give me, give me some feedback on All In. Uh, well, overall, uh, you can get into whatever you want well, here. I've watched it, I think, about three times now, almost all the way through three times. And um, like Murph said, I'm a Bullet Club guy. Uh, the only Bullet Club member to lose is Marty. Uh, big question marks around Marty. Is he headed to 205 Live? Is he going WWE? His, his lady's there now. Yes. Deanna. Yeah, his girlfriend's there. Um, really? I didn't know yeah. she got in. When yeah. Cody's she been mentioning the, lately. Uh, oh, yeah, classic. Sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. No, Cody's been mentioning lately. Um, that they're all sticking together. He mentioned the whole group by name except Marty. 
Yeah. Um, Marty did not make it to the ring after the uh, the show. Right. Um, I just think all signs are pointing to Marty heading out the door. Um, but uh, the rest of the Bullet Club, well, truthfully, they consider Stephen Amell part of the Bullet Club, yeah. and he didn't yeah. pull it out either. But, but um, I know we talked. About, I think we talked about it earlier. He, he doesn't put on a good show. Oh, he, and he's got his own shirt. He showed out. He's got his own yeah. shirt. Sure. Yeah. Actually, um, I got a video of him uh, going through the the table. Ooh. But that was on the other side of the ring, so it's kind of a shitty one. You can find one better online. Sorry. Uh, uh, I was just gonna say. Um, I'm just looking at the sheet here, looking at all the matches, and there's no low points. The only thing uh, I, I did not expect the MJF uh, Matt Cross match. I'm yeah. not too familiar with so, either of them. Yeah, that was kind of like the unannounced match, and those are the two guys. I mean, after the Battle Royal had had best friends in it, those are the only two guys that they figured had to be a match because they were the only ones who were announced yeah. and didn't have anything. I was surprised um, that MJF had his own match and not wasn't yeah. Battle Yeah, I mean, Royal. you know, they must he he played a good heel to the crowd, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he definitely has that in him. I'm not sure what the, the little character's name was, but the little dude in the Battle Royal. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, apparently, he made a name for himself a week or two ago on Joey Janela's Lost in New York. Uh, yeah, Lost yeah. in New York show, and he um, became a hot name for Cody. I want to say it might be Marco Strunt. Some, yeah, something that might be, it might like been that. him. Well, he, uh, I forget what he did, but then he started doing the floss dance in the ring. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. I cracked up on that pretty good. You know, that was pretty good because it was for the ring of uh, number one contender, Ring of Honor. So it definitely. Had Ring of Honor feel. It pushed Ring of Honor storylines. You know, it had Colt Cabana and had Bully Ray in it. Yeah. You know, surprise flips out. He he was uh, El Chico, and uh, Bubba Ray put him to a table at the very first point of the match. He comes back out. There's a storyline with him and and Bully Ray. Sure. You know, I mean, and that kind of plays out a little bit later. And yeah, a little lethal. bit later that comes back out. Uh, I honestly I forgot about that. Essentially, flip, and when it was Bully Ray and Colt, I, I actually got really pumped because I thought they were gonna like. Colt get in, have a title shot in Chicago. Yeah, that would be cool. But didn't. They did um, not. <laughs> did not. Sorry, Colt. Denied. Uh, I, there was some great parts of that battle royal. Um, the Jordan Grace, I believe, was her name. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she Manny brought her she up. was pretty impressive. Um, she had some cool spots she, in there. She squatted uh, Brian Cage. Yeah, Brian Cage. Cage. Well, not full. Almost got him up. I don't think um, I'm the first person to say this, but Brian Cage is a genetic. Yeah, he's yeah. juicy. He is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's he's got so a sixty-seven and two-thirds chance of winning the battle royal. Scott I saw a picture of him like from eight or nine years ago, and then now he's a different person. He looks like Squints Polidorus in the first picture, and then uh, <laughs> now he looks like the Incredible Hulk. It's ridiculous. Um, but I love the battle royal. I thought that worked out well. Um, what I want to talk about right now is Jay Lethal coming out. Like the black, black machismo. Oh, I think he calls it. One of my favorite parts. Amazing. I believe that was Macho Man's real clothes. I was telling my wife. Oh, it was. That he, was his jacket. Okay, Powerful yeah. gave it to him. He probably got it wow. off Lanny, yes. I was thinking. Powerful gave him the jacket to uh, I marked out like my name was Mark McMarkerson <laughs> when they pulled the WrestleMania 4 spot when he lifted was up it? Brandy oh, on his yeah. shoulder. He kept putting her in the corner. I don't know if he was calling her Elizabeth, but he, I was he dying. Was. Elizabeth, was. Yeah. Elizabeth. The whole move when he kept grabbing her and putting he, her he and telling her to her on stay the wrong there. Side. He nailed that WrestleMania. Oh, was, my God. And then he picked her up in the ring. I was Wait, dying. he did the thing? Oh. My wife didn't understand, and I was just, like, reaching for her, like, girl, you don't know. Girl, this is, like, no, I don't know. He, he's got the mannerisms down. He's got the moveset down. 
Um, I, I loved it. And they kept switching off with the slap when they kept yes. slapping him. Yeah. And switch Manny Papa would hop in. And I, I think an underrated portion of that is uh, Flip hulking up, too. Yes. Yes. Oh, Flip did the, the whole match. Hulkamania. That was great. Match. And you know, even, even having like that gimmick a part of it, that was a, a solid match, too. Like Yes. Without that. and The throwback was amazing. Yeah. Though. Yeah, I, like you said, though, Flip yeah, started doing the Hogan. And yeah, he did the point, the finger point, and the whole crowd popped on the finger oh, yeah. point. Oh, it was, it was fucking crazy in there. People loved it. Because I know at first, Lethal Punch him, and he started this, and I don't, not everyone picked up on it. And <coughs> the second punch, and Flip started going again, and then I think everyone kind of was like, oh, I, I, oh you know, picking up what's going on out. here. And he did and the, the leg, the, the boot. Wild. Gave yeah. him the big boot yeah. off the rope. Oh, there were so many spots in that match that were, like like he said, dude, just marking out, watching it. Like, this is unbelievable. Nick Markerson. What, uh, what else? So... Favorite match? Let me, let me know. Favorite match? Um, I know you're a Cody guy. I was just about to say, my heart Wait, uh, my heart has to say Cody. Favorite match or favorite spot? Favorite match? You're going with? Do favorite match and then your favorite spot of the night. My, all right. All right. Let's do that. We'll go around My favorite with that. match, I'm going to have to go with Cody. Uh, I'm such a Cody mark. Well, well carefully don't swallow the mic on that. Oh, Put the chapstick yeah, in. Yeah, I got to back it up. <laughs> I, I, the, the Cody match from start to finish with the... Um, the MMA boxing entrance with Glacier, um, Diamond King. Dallas Page, Tommy Dreamer, uh, yeah. his father-in-law. His father-in-law. I, I really feel like his brother-in-law. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was trying to figure out who that was, and I found out on the internet that that was his father-in-law. Like, I they didn't say who it was. My brother, uh, Michael Walsh, big friend, of the fa- big friend of the show, I got to call him out right now, tried to tell me it was Too Cold Scorpio. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not Too Cold Scorpio. Denied. Um, <laughs> love the whole jumpsuit uh, yeah. I love the uh, the Nightmare Family jumpsuit. Um, I gotta hit the lottery the probably dog? to buy it. Oh yeah, the um, the Amer- Pharaoh. yeah Pharaoh, Pharaoh, the American uh, Siberian Nightmare Pharaoh. Uh, who they called that? That was sick. Um, the, the pop for the dog was amazing. Yeah. I don't know if anybody heard that. <laughs> um, great, great entrance. Um, and then Aldis came out with a crew. He had uh, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett got Jamari. a lot of pushback on that. I have no idea who the hell the the tan dude in the background was. Was he the one who came into the ring? Um, no, that was Davari. Yeah, that Davari. got the uh, diamond the cutter. Um, who got the pushback? Old... You saying Jeff Jarrett bringing? Yeah, like Nick Aldis put out a statement. It's like, listen to everyone. You know, Jeff Jarrett uh, gave me my start in TNA. He was the first one to give me a championship. When we talked about this, these teams thing, you know, I asked Nick and Matt and, Co- and Cody. You know, you know, le- something to the effect of, you know, people make mistakes or something along those lines. But you know, he wanted him in his corner because that was someone who. Who took a chance on him to become champion? Oh, because they don't like him, right? They, yeah, I, they I don't cut think him. so. Yeah, he cut them. He cut the box. He cut the box out of TNA. Uh, I thought it was like Cornette, though. Well, no, that or was Ring of Honor. Cornette that was Ring of Honor. Honor. Uh, too expensive to fly out from the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He dumped them and he was dumping Colt. Yeah, Cornette. Which well, Cody actually mentioned uh, in the ring after. He yes, said, he, he did. He said, uh, you know, we can't if fly you out if you're too yeah. expensive to fly out. Or yeah, do this and do that. Yeah, yeah that. Sorry to jump over, but but that that ending promo there, you know, after the, the scream cut, was fucking solid. Like it, you know, it kind of gives you hope that they are willing to do this again. You know, oh, they're gonna do put their own again. show. You might be you jumping on Walsh's spot of the night. I know. Is so. that your spot of the night? No, no. All right. No. What's your spot of the night? The, um, your match tonight was Cody. Spot. Joey Janelle and Hangman off the ladder. Yeah. Oof. You know, if if you see that from the reverse angle, or I don't know, I don't know. How I can probably give you three from that match. Um. No, his, no, just his, one. Just his, one. His leg got caught in the ladder when he jumped. His right, his really? one of his legs got caught on it. I think that's kind of why he went. Oh, hangman's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. He didn't get all the way off the ladder. No. Yeah, he didn't really get a jump. They kind of fell. But it's probably better because if you actually jumped, I don't. You're gonna go straight down, whereas you kind of you know land the side and make it. I 
that one was probably my. I don't. You know what? That match had probably five great spots. The the Penelope Ford doing the flips and she kicked Hangman's ass for a solid minute and a half. Yeah. Um, the uh, the power bomb off the stage, which wasn't complete either. He he landed. He with must his head have hit his much. head on the set because. Yeah, they had two tables, and only the first one broke, right? I think he only made contact with the beginning of the first one. I don't think yeah, he, yeah, he, he, didn't, I don't think he, he did not break the second one. I, I that was like a right, a right back uh, CM Punk move there. Game <laughs> uh, a, a corner of the table. It reminded me of when Kenny threw Cody out of the ring, and like his the table didn't break, and like he hit his yes. head. Yes, yeah. Oh, that was yeah, vicious. That was kind of the table like flipped that. over, like tipped over. I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to step on anybody else's moment of the night here, but I got another one from the women's match. I got another one from, you know what I mean? I got them from all over. Well, that's why we asked for just your top. Oh, well, that's why you got top. the top. But I'm so, a power bottom also. Cody? <laughs> so I got something I got something on the back of Cody's your match, and Joey Janela hangman off the ladder is your yeah, spot. Got to give it. If you, all right, you're your Meltzer here. You're, uh, you're, you got your five-star rating system. How how high above five are you giving this pay per view? <laughs> <laughs> starting all right, so it's a five star rating system. Starting at eleven, where are you going? Where are you going with this? Um, I'm starting in double digits. Yeah, <laughs> starting all the way. No, no I mean I, we could all agree this was a five. Oh, I mean if you're going five stars, it's a five. And star. it's still kind of blows my mind that people are shitting on this. You know, Stop. it's not a WWE where you have a show every week to build these storylines. Yeah, they basically took this YouTube series, kind of put some matches together, and made storylines for it you know outside of mjf and matt cross and maybe i guess the woman's man there's there's story behind all of these what yeah, do you got except, except you want to go or you want me to go first uh i'll go match um, of the night and then spot of the night you know you said i'll go like you had something i know because I, I, I was i had one i'm looking at some of my notes and i was like uh, <laughs> i don't really know what i could say uh i gotta go ken and penta i think just some of the moves in that in that were fucking crazy. I mean, we talked about with John the the fear factor on the apron, and they, they kept going back and forth with those package pile drivers. Uh, Penta, what I think they were calling a, a lawnmower or a lung breaker, but those like reverse code breakers he was doing. Yeah, like, Kenny, lung, lung, lung buster. Yeah. Those, those things were unbelievable. Yeah, some of the, that that match was just fucking crazy. And I mean, I, I well, I'll, I'll wait till after you go. But some of the other matches, I mean, the, really what Sean was saying, those last three or four matches were all so good. Um, spot spot of the night I think is flip super kicking Bully Ray and taking the mask off because you knew that there had to be some payoff to the, that storyline it was flip. one of the major storylines for being the elite and this show in general like it, it had a break somewhere and I, right. I thought that was a really cool spot which sucks because it's so obvious that it's the masked guy in the Royal Rumble that wins or something like that and after he got powerbombed I completely forgot that there was a guy out, out on outside of the ring and I, I completely forgot, and it, it, was, it made me so fucking excited to see him yeah. get booked. But I, I don't know why I wasn't thinking right, but I wasn't thinking right, and <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't put it together that Rocky Romero was in the battle royal and yeah, Chico well, see, I, I never, in the I, never knew, I, I think did we talk about it last week that Rocky Romero was? I don't I, never, I don't know if we mentioned it on the show, but yeah, he, he does the hilarious shit where he's selling them T-shirts. And like, yeah, he gets his shirts for free, and then he sells them shirts for I fifty did. bucks each. I don't know why I wasn't thinking you're right. But I wasn't thinking right. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. I'm guessing you were a few deep by the time. No, nah, I was cool. Well, what? I had my fantasy draft that afternoon, and we drank some beers in this drive. You did, you did the li- like the live one, right? With the, yeah, that looks like I, I want. It was wanna... pretty cool. Uh, we should have a slow pitch lead. Tw- Twenty second timeout. I'm really fucking pissed that I had the second pick in my draft, and Le'Veon Bell is not apparently going to be a Steeler this year, and no. I'm really fucking pissed about did it. Did you take him? I uh, yeah, I drafted him too. Wow. Uh, yeah. 
hindsight's fucking twenty twenty. But what's my man's name? Saquon. Saquon. He's he he was a I top five pick. Oh, I took him. Where'd you get him at? Uh, seven or eight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I Saquon up. But all right, back to Ru- back to wrestling. Lucas. Spot uh, uh, match of the night. Match of the night first. Actually, what do you that? Kind of a free form. Anything you want to say about it? Uh, about pay per view. All in. Um. Wow. Where are you going right into every the every match? Every match I watched, I was pretty invested in, except for the MJF one. Yeah. Which I didn't know too much about them, but I thought MJF healed the crowd really good. Matt Cross looks very old, but he still had some fucking moves in him there. Um. Wasn't the biggest Joey Janela fan? I guess because I didn't see a lot of his stuff really. Only saw like the crazy shit he would do. I'm like, eh, he's one of those. Backyard Maniac guys. I thought he put on a great match yeah. with Hangman. Yeah. Breakout star of the night. And I'm a big fan of Hangman, and I was like, Psh. it was crazy the way they tied everything together. I don't know if anybody impressed me more during the Joey, and I knew about Joey before. Yeah. But match of the night, just because of all of the nostalgia, was Jay Lethal and Flip. Jay Lethal coming out with the Macho, with the macho Man's gear with, Len, with Lanny. And I don't know if anybody else noticed. Did you see Lanny throwing the frisbees in the yes, crowd? I did. Yeah, because I went. That's uh, from leaping Lanny Pop. That's yeah, from right? yeah. leaping Lenny uh, and the genius. He used to read the. Uh, he, no, it was leaping Lenny. And it was a poem. It was no, something the, that rhymed. The, the genius came out with a scroll. Scroll. Leaping Lenny, Lenny would throw the frisbees. And he would read something off to like a poem and then chuck it. Because I was at a show when I, I dude I had to be like eight or nine and I thought I was catching a frisbee, bro. <laughs> Not even in the bill, same building where these frisbees were landing. <laughs> I, I was going home with one. <laughs> I was trying. Definite. Uh, but all the nostalgia that we talked about when uh, Lethal kept putting Elizabeth in the corner and he had, it was like watching the Macho Man. I it thought was I, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. It was, and spot of the night for me, and I mentioned it before, for years I thought Chris Jericho was garbage in wrestling. I thought he was overhyped. And then I started listening to his podcast and started seeing him lately, and I'm like, the guy is a fucking genius. Yeah. Nobody sells Chris Jericho like Chris Jericho. And you realize, you look through his whole career, he pushed himself right to the top. Yeah. And the fact that that spot when he turned the lights on and it was him with the, with the code breaker, and then the interview afterwards when he's on the plane, and, and like Sean said, he did the concert with the Penta makeup on. Yeah. Dude, there, that there, spot was crazy. I, I really popped there. I was like, oh, I was going nuts. I don't think there's anyone that has reinvented themselves that many times that many over times. and still been so relevant wherever he's gone. I I love the whole thing except the makeup. I know he had to do the makeup now with, under the mask, but where he did the whole Ziggy Stardust thing with the lines through the eyes and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that's right. creepo. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> everything besides that genius. You know, where he's coming out cursing everybody in Japan and flipping tables and all that. I like it. The uh, clockwork orange makeup fucks me up. <laughs> uh, so a lot of people are, are a little upset with Marty. I mean, I think we talked about it with Sean. That was a great match. Uh, a really good storytelling match where you have a, a junior heavyweight who probably should be in 205 Live against uh, the former IWGP heavyweight, heavyweight champ. A lot of different rumors going around. Uh, people said they went 16 minutes over. He said he went a minute over, but the main event did get cut short. I think it did end in time, and they were able. I watched it to, like the ending today, where like, the announcers, the screen's going to the company, and they're like, "All right, well, guys, we'll see you later." And it was just like kind of ends it. a little abruptly. Oh yeah, uh, they would have had to pay like a big price tag if they went over, right? Yeah, or something. yeah. 
And, it's I, and in, Jackson said they had three seconds. In Marty's match, you can hear towards the end of the match, like, Marty, go home. Like, people get, like, tell him to, they got to mm-hmm. pick it up. Really? You can hear it again in, in the Bucks, too. And it's interesting because they did a Meltzer driver, and Bandito broke up the pin, and I think that was supposed free. to be it. Yeah. But the match, like, it was already short, so I, he probably wasn't expecting it to end there. Mm-hmm. I heard the Bucks were supposed to go, like, 28 minutes, and they ended up going 12. Yeah. It was a good match, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, that I have the most notes for that match over any other ones. It was one of the shorter ones. I mean, Bandito is fucking crazy. Bandito yeah, I don't know how he shot. fucking does those like tornado jumps yeah, the off the spins, top, right? off the ropes. Oh my god, fucking crazy. Uh, I mean, just the, the, some of those things that the Luchas do. It's, I mean, there's the Canadian, uh, even Matt Jackson, uh, the Canadian Destroyer esque uh, face plan he did. Yeah, that was cool. Um, they hit a lot of spots in 12 minutes. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, there was... about some spot monkeys. Yeah. I mean, was the, Ray hit the 619 into a Canadian Destroyer, mm-hmm. uh, and then he went up and did a frog splash, and the whole... It, he yeah, had two count, the... and it was all just Eddie, Eddie, the, yeah. whole, the whole fucking place. Um, I thought the top rope bandito, the, the backflip blockbuster that he pulled on uh, Matt Jackson was fucking awesome, too. Uh, just, I mean typical Young Bucks match where it's kind of big spots Mayhem. and fucking crazy shit. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it works. and that, Especially when you have three guys like Phoenix, Ray, and, and Bandito. But, I mean, man, I don't know. How about uh, that Wolverine uh, I outfit? thought that was cool. Eh. Yeah. Eh, what do you mean? Eh, yeah. it's great. Yeah, he looks he, stupid. He hoping it was really <laughs> stupid. I thought he looked stupid. He looked yeah. stupid. Listen, I like him. I love Rey Mysterio. I always have. thought he was terrific, but... Come out, come out, luchador, man, like the rest of the guys. Uh, fucking Wolverine. Yeah, he, he, that's his thing. He comes out, you know, different guys. What? Different characters. Oh, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, ah. So little, some of the rumor mill, and now after all in here, I mean, you, so you have Jericho setting up what is the Alpha Club versus the Omega Club, I guess, I don't know, after they're going to have a... For uh, the boat, for the cruise? Yeah. Um, Penta and Ray Phoenix apparently heading to the WWE. Well, so is Ray Mysterio, right? Yeah, Ray definitely yeah. is. Yeah. So, I mean, if they if they put the three of them together and start going, you know, I just hope they don't go to nice. two or five live. I mean, that's the one. Thing. I don't think Penta can, dude. Penta's pretty again. big. No, Penta's not going. But Phoenix, you never see again. No. Phoenix <laughs> and Ray could go to two or five live to try and liven it up. Right. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't think you're. I don't. I would love for that show to work because I mean, anytime you see clips of those matches, they're fucking awesome. But it's just. Oh yeah. I wonder if it's their, they're, it not, it's they're never touring. Yeah. It's the only Purple belt. belt. I yeah. think I saw something with Triple H said the other day that he hopes in the next year or two that um, <laughs> excuse me, NXT kind of absorbs 205 Live so open up the competition to more guys. Obviously only guys 205 and below compete yeah. in the title, but it's going to open it up to more competition. And um, they just got, But even NXT, more. I feel like they have guys sitting in the back. I mean, Keith Lee, DJAC, what's Matt Real doing? Yeah. And then they're going to bring in all these lightweights to take over more time on the show. Yeah, but then why not do 205 but do yeah, change the name, change it up. Go back to Cruiserweight and have guys like Finn Balor who really should be down there. Yeah. If you're going to bring in Marty. Fuck no, what are you talking about? Bring Marty, bring Marty in. Well, at this point it's pretty apparent that Finn Balor is not going to be in the universal title picture anytime soon. Yeah, so. No, they blew it on him. It's 135 pounds, man. <laughs> So, uh, talking about WWE, oh, I... Oh, fucking cock diesel. <laughs> a stone muscle. Yeah. I didn't say that, but yeah. Uh, speaking of WWE, I think Walsh might have some, some rants. He's a little upset. Oh, Jesus Christmas. Yeah, I did my rant to start the show, uh, so... Uh, so, I watched Raw the other day. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, hold on. Already is, hold on, is, yeah. 
You gotta wake up a little. I'm, I'm awake. You're falling asleep while you say, "Oh, Jerome." I watched it, you know, and I'm. I I like the whole Ziggler, Braun Strowman, uh, Drew McIntyre against the Shield thing. I do. Um, uh, a little aggressive, Dean Ambrose. Um, on people jumping, uh, they you know they're fighting the guys in the back, and then they're fighting security. A little aggressive, I felt, but uh, good for you, Dean. Um, so they get taken away. I'm doing the whole raw synopsis here. Uh, they get taken away. They go to jail. Um, Corey Graves tweeted out the day after that David Otunga got him out, <laughs> which is great. Um, that was great. David Otunga knew somebody. A uh, punk from I Love New York. Uh, so they come back at the end of the show. They're going to beat up Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman just defeats um, new job, new Irish jobber Finn Balor. Yeah. You might have heard of him. Um, new jobber Mick. So... Uh, here comes the shield, and then the entire heel locker room pours yeah. out on them. Now, here's my fucking problem. The week before, we get Kevin Owens quitting. He walks out the door. Everybody's speculating he's coming back with Heyman. He's coming back here and there. Next thing you know, he's running out with the biggest losers in the crew. Jinder Mahal, <laughs> the Ascension. He's pretty much run- he's standing out there with Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Mr. Hughes. Iron Mike Sharp was I- there. Iron Mike Sharp and Greg Valentine, pretty much. He's yeah. what standing with. He's Kevin effing Owens, my friends here. He can be the biggest heel in your company. And yep. you've got him out there holding somebody up so the Bollywood boys can punch him in the mouth. <laughs> this is a fucking joke. But even so, like, what terrible booking that you're gonna, you storyline someone to quit and they're back the next Did week. Did they forget? Who writes this shit, Conrad Thompson style? Who booked this shit? Right, yeah. But, oh, I mean, did they say, all right, everybody go, and he just got caught in a moment or started running Maybe. down? Like, motherfucker, who what did What are you doing this? in your game? I've been oh, time, 20 second timeout. I've been listening to, I think I talked about it last week, I'm still listening to the, the Pritchard and Conrad with Jim Cornette. Okay. Double cheese, double onion, motherfucker, I'll fucking kill you. Which one is that? <laughs> They do a whole podcast on Jim Cornette. Do they? I don't think I've listened it to that. It is gold. All it is is Bruce Pritchard just doing imitations of Jim Cornette, and they're all pretty much double cheese, double onions. Fuck you, you motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Yankee motherfuckers. <laughs> it's so funny. So he tells a story today that they're doing a, a uh, like a backstage brawl in a parking lot, and... They start wrestling, and the Godfather, who was calm at the time, gets thrown over a car. And they didn't plan it like this, but he breaks the back windshield. And it wasn't a gimmick car. It was fucking Cornette's real car. <laughs> right? So he fucked up the it. front windshield, and they completely shattered the back windshield. And he I love the car, it. So Barry Windham, they said, they were about to go tell Cornette. He said, no, fuck this. Let's let him see it live on TV, because they pre-taped the fight, and they were going to play it on Raw that night. So... They fucking they tell Cornette, you gotta see this fight, you gotta see this fight, it was great. So they pull him into the gorilla position during the live show. So he's watching the fight, and he's watching the fight, this is great, this is great. And he, they said he just stopped, and his eyes got big like fucking saucers. And he looks over, and he says, that's my motherfucker! It's my car, you motherfuckers! So they said he goes out running outside, right? He goes into the trunk of his car, and he takes out a baseball bat. And he smashes out the rest of the windows in his car. And he fucks up his trunk and everything else, right? Because he just lost his mind. Yeah. He gets in the car and he drives home. They're in Atlantic City. He drives to Connecticut. This is before cell phones and shit. He just drives home. He doesn't come to work for like a fucking week. He doesn't answer anybody's calls or anything. So they finally get him to come back. They tell him they're going to pay for the car, all this shit. So he says, you know what the worst part was? 
I'm on a fucking rest stop on the ride home, and I really wanted this fucking roast beef sandwich, but I couldn't leave the car because I had all, the, all my windows broken out, and I couldn't trust anybody. He says, and then I was going to lock everything in my trunk, but I hit the trunk so many times it wouldn't lock. Motherfuckers! <laughs> you gotta listen to that podcast. It's the best. Conrad Thompson is uh, low-key big in the in wrestling now. I mean, He's uh, the podcast daddy. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he was the one who came up with StarCast. Pick us up, Conrad. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I mean, uh, Podcast Row looked pretty sick. I really hope All In 2 could be in New York and somehow we find a way to get down there. I mean, how do you get on a Podcast Row? You just pay. Pay dress. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm guessing, but... We should, we'll have the cheapest mics yeah, in, yeah. in the place. <laughs> All right, you'll be hear anything that we're talking about. It'll just be the crowd and like the uh, Jim Ross next Who cares? We'll be on Podcast Row. Uh, speaking of Jim Ross, I don't know why this just popped up, but I saw a post online where he was telling a story about being at a, an arena, and Brian, Pilm, Brian Pillman came up to him and was like, Jerry, you gotta come see this, quick, quick, you gotta come see this, you gotta come see this. And he brings him into the bathroom, and he, he had shit a, a fucking Lincoln log that was like 18 inches long. And he, he, had, he had security guards blocking the bathroom to make sure that no one would flush it so he could, <laughs> so he could show everyone that came in. That's awesome. But A Lincoln log. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, that, that's all in. That's, uh, that's all we got. It's gone over. Uh, I thought it was fucking 10 out of 10. I had a blast being there. Uh, I think it was even better that everyone stayed after it ended and, you know, wanted to hear what the Bucks and, and Cody said. Uh, new being the lead out today, 47 minutes. I haven't watched it yet. Can't wait. Uh, it'll be interesting. Definitely interesting to see the, the behind. 47 the... minutes. Yeah. These guys started out at 6 to 8 minute shows. They're doing a 47-minute show. Uh, it's going to be so many behind-the-scenes shots. I mean, just did their first-ever pay-per-view. Who gives a fuck? Cut it down to 15 minutes. Listen, you don't tell Mozart to cut You don't give him the red light. You don't tell him to cut his <laughs> shit. If he was still alive, I would. Cut it. You, you, you red know light he him. puts up the fucking, you know, uh, the red light on Mozart. You don't put it on the box. So, uh, before we go, Walsh, you got some, we got some promos here. We want to check out some, some shows we wanted to plug. Oh, yeah. We got the local boys going again. Shout out to the homeboy Biggs fighting Timothy Theory, and we got wreaking havoc against Fungus. Fungus, Fungus, you know, Fungus is a sleeper. That is at uh, Saturday, September 29th at the Greenwood uh, Lake Elks Lodge in Greenwood Lake, New York. Uh, also, next Friday, on Friday the 15th. That's for ECPW, by the way. But uh, Friday the 15th of September, David Arquette. <laughs> comes to Fishkill, New York. And, and Hurricane Hurricane yeah, Former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, yes. David Arquette, I think that would be the, the first time. Hurricane. Fighting Hurricane former, Helms. No, no, no. Teaming with Hurricane Helms. Teaming, yeah, with, teaming with Hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. Former member of Three Count, by the way. Okay, yes. Shane Helms? All right, if you don't remember Three Count, get the fucking network. <laughs> All right, WCW. Um, the original, uh, I know my calculus, you plus me equals us. Uh, the original together. <laughs> okay, um, what else we got working here? Uh, this Friday... Big big news for a big friend of our show here, Flip Gordon. Next Friday, also Jack Swagger is fighting Hell Collins. Hell Collins for the title. Yeah, Ooh. it's a good. Um, it's a, there's some good matches next Friday. This Friday, go. this Friday is uh, Flip's last NEW appearance. Uh, before he goes full, for a full, uh, full time, time for two year exclusive Ring of Honor. Two year he signed. Yeah, when did he sign it? Sometime. Oh, ago. Yeah, they. Oh, recently. Yeah, because I know he was looking to get into NXT. He said. Oh really? A while ago, New Year's Eve, he texted out. Hope the next, and it was capital N, lowercase e, capital X, capital T. Hope this next year is great. 
Hey, but like I mean, getting to, ring, getting to Ring of Honor, though, still ain't, ain't too bad. Oh, now that he was, he, dude, this push he got with this all-in oh, is yeah. crazy. So uh, he's wrestling uh, Brad Hollister and Christian Casanova. Brad Hollister, fan Bethany. of the show, fan of the page. Yes, so, uh, Hopefully people can get out there and, and uh, give him a good send-off. Uh, looking ahead here, we got some a whole bunch of New Japan dates in September. Uh, you got Cody and Juice Robinson for the U.S. IWGP. Kenny Omega is defending his IWGP, I think, sometime in uh, September. Hopefully Jericho. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens with that. He's got to show up sooner or later back in New Japan to uh, defend his title, no? Yeah, we're about six weeks out from the Jericho cruise, which is going to be yeah. big. Hopefully we'll have an uh, on-boat reporter there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we should probably bring one of them on the show before that. Yeah, yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. Shout out to the Nina. Yeah. So, uh, until then, boys, we'll uh, have a good one, all right? Take to the streets.